welcome to the Raisana podcast from the Observer Research Foundation. In this episode, Sanjay Joshi, Chairman of the Observer Research Foundation, speaks to Sergei Lavrov, Minister of Foreign Affairs of Russia. They discuss Russia's role in stabilizing the civil war in Syria, the importance of a rules-based international order, and Russia's role in shaping a global agenda not dictated by great power politics. Let me start by something which is absolutely fresh from the oven. Uh, you have just, I mean, since 2015, Russia has emerged as uh, the, you know, you, you, across the Atlantic, there's a lot of talk about deal-making. But most of the deal-making seems to have been done by Russia and that in West Asia. You've intervened decisively in Syria. Uh, after that, we've seen your actions over the last few years uh, and last few months, particularly in Libya, where somehow, you know, something which was happening under the Berlin process uh, has been taken over by Russia and you almost got a ceasefire agreement signed, but then something went wrong. How hopeful are you of things turning out the right way in Libya now? After, after the latest, you know, Haftar has walked out of the agreement, it seems. Uh, yeah, it, uh, well, they, uh, Haftar and uh, Aguila Salih, they said that they needed more time uh, to consult with the people. Uh, Salih was saying that he's the head of parliament and the parliamentarians must be briefed, must be informed. Uh, we don't over-dramatize the situation. Uh, this thing happened in the past. They, there were meetings on, on Libya held in Paris, in Palermo, in Abu Dhabi, when uh, people believed that, you know, when they met in, in, in France uh, on Libya, a date of elections was even announced, which is past us, I think, two years ago. Uh, then Palermo, then Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pity that Abu Dhabi deal failed, uh, because it was really about the key political matters, uh, power sharing and sharing the, the wealth of the country uh, in a way which will make everybody uh, satisfied. Uh, and uh, actually, the ceasefire which uh, Presidents uh, Putin and Erdogan called for has been uh, announced by both uh, groups, uh, the Libyan National Army and the uh, fighters who support the Tripoli government. Uh, unfortunately, the document was not, was not signed by everybody. But uh, it was signed by uh, Saraj and uh, uh, Mishri. Uh, and as I said, uh, Haftar and uh, uh, Saleh said that they needed more time to consult. Uh, we never, we never pre- uh, pretended that this would be the final meeting to resolve each and every issue. We uh, have uh, been promoting this, this uh, uh, meeting in Moscow as a contribution to the conference in Berlin, which uh, will be held this coming Sunday, uh, to, where, to which I understand, uh, at least we recommended to the Germans to invite the Libyan parties, and I believe they are, they are considering positively it would be, it would be really uh, crucial to make sure that whatever, whatever you decide in Berlin uh, is acceptable to the, to the parties. So this is, this is a process, this is a thing in the making, and. Uh, we will continue to, to contribute to, to, the, uh, to the success of this endeavor. Uh, let me turn to the uh, idea of Greater Eurasia, which you spoke about. You spoke at length about uh, uh, the Asia-Pacific, and here I would say, forget labels, forget in, whether you call it the Indo-Pacific, forget who owns which label. But the fact remains that, by whatever name you call it, the Indian Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, 
is key integral to the idea of a united, economically integrated Afro-Eurasia, which includes the greater Eurasia. Now, where do you see Russia's role in this? You know, Russia has become a very active player. Even uh, when we talk of an Indo-Pacific strategy, but even if, if you want to call it something else, Russia is an active player. You, you just had major exercises uh, which you described. You know, it's not, it's not that we are <laughs> against uh, um, philosophical terminology, you know, uh, but uh, terminology must be, must be understandable. We used to say Asian Pacific region, uh, there is an Indian Ocean Commission which embraces all uh, littoral states, as you know. Uh, and when uh, people say we want to develop uh, cooperation in Asian Pacific in the form of Indo-Pacific strategies, you immediately ask questions. Do you include African countries? No. Do you include Persian Gulf? No. And do you include the, all, all those who have been known as part of Asian Pacific region? Yes. Why do you need uh, to call it Indo-Pacific? And you know the answer. The answer is to contain China. It, it's not even hidden, you know. And as I said, the Indian uh, friends are smart enough to understand this trap uh, and not to get into it. We, we uh, prefer uh, to promote uh, formats which are not divisive, but which unite. And I mentioned uh, the, the format which was created uh, at the initiative of the late uh, Minister and Prime Minister Primakov, RIC, Russia, India, China. We're going to meet this year, I think, in March or April, in this format for probably 20th time. And this gave birth to BRICS later, which is also a unifying format, which is not against anybody. The same is true for Shanghai Cooperation Organization, where under one roof we now have uh, the former uh, Soviet uh, republics, Ira uh, India, China, Pakistan, Iran is an observer, and we are supportive of Iranian uh, request to, uh, for, for full membership, and most of the BRICS countries support this request, and I'm sure uh, this, would be, this would be satisfied. And these organizations, they also extend uh, the offer of cooperation to others. BRICS, when it meets, uh, we have always an outreach meeting. Uh, now, at the initiative of China, we have BRICS plus format in addition to the outreach, outreach is normally neighboring countries of the, of the country where a conference is held, a summit is held. So BRICS Plus is also uh, a new, a new cooperative, cooperative uh, proposal. And uh, that's why, that's why we, we need to understand what, what is behind some, speaking of terminology, what is wrong with international law? Why uh, do our Western friends insist in each and every conference, whenever you have a declaration, a statement, communique, that rules-based world order must be key, not international law. Think about it. Uh, the international law is resolutions of the Security Council in Palestine. The rules uh, which the Americans want to apply to Palestine is uh, the Golan Heights, uh, the embassy in Jerusalem, uh, then the le legitimacy of the settlements. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, challenging the sovereignty of the United States uh, to do whatever they please. But then, if you, if you ignore the rules embodied in international law, in the United Nations Charter, then, uh, then let's, let's discuss how you, how you treat international law. 
or take a situation, uh, I mentioned already, the, the situation in the Organization on Chemical Weapons. Uh, in UNESCO, uh, there are uh, attempts uh, to promote cooperation uh, to implement the Anti-Doping Convention, for example, through non-consensual uh, non -consensual, uh, uh, forms, uh, giving the Secretariat the right uh, to attribute as, as, as in the case of OPCW. Then, uh, if we speak about weapons of mass destruction, the, there is a biological uh, and toxin weapons convention, uh, which has been with us for about 20 years already, and uh, from the day uh, of uh, negotiations on this convention, we together with many others have been promoting the uh, need to have a verification mechanism like the Technical Secretariat in Organization on Chemical Weapons. Uh, most of the participating states were in favor, still are. Uh, the Americans almost single-handedly blocked the creation of such a mechanism. Uh, instead, we uh, suddenly heard last year uh, from the United Nations Secretariat uh, that uh, there is a resolution of 1970-something which mentioned that the attention must be paid to uh, potential dangers of biological uh, substances. And the Secretariat of the United Nations says, well, we will create a small unit. We said, wait a little, <laughs> there is a convention. How can you create a unit on an important thing like this? Uh, and there are, there are many, many other examples. Uh, for example, one, one interesting thing. Uh, our good friend uh, Pan Ki-moon, before he left the Secretary General's office, uh, he circulated one annual report uh, in which he coined a new expression, um, preventing uh, violent extremism. And this was immediately supported by many speakers when this report was, was circulated. Uh, we asked why only violent extremism should be prevented, uh, why, why sh sh should not we all prevent extremism in any form. Uh, and then we understood what happened, because uh, it was not the Secretary General and not the Secretariat who explained to us the meaning. It was a group of our Western friends. And the, in a nutshell, uh, their vision of this uh, prevention uh, of a violent extremist concept is as follows. Uh, extremism is being born in authoritarian societies where the uh, dictators do not give enough democracy to the people. Therefore, the concept goes, international community must reach over the heads of these dictators to the civil society and explain to the civil society how to make their country democratic. As simple as that. Uh, ignoring all international law principles uh, which make the states primarily responsible for fighting extremism, extremism terrorism, and any other uh, criminal matters. So it is not just terminology. It's, it's a very uh, important substantive uh, trend which we witness. And we want, we want to stick to the international law, uh, to United Nations Charter, uh, making the world more democratic on the basis of the principles of the Charter, because it says sovereign equality of states, but we all know that this is not uh, the way things are organized in, the practical, life, in practical life. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Raisina Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and for further updates, follow us on our social media and our website.